You are listening to an Awkward Human podcast. For more information on this podcast or all of our shows, visit awkwardhuman.com slash shows. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Interview with a Nerd. My name is Richard Cardenas. Hello. It's been a while. Um, It usually is. Isn't that usually the way I open this show up? It's been a while, guys. Uh, But that's that's, uh, always my fault. I always wait a very long time in between episodes to post another episode. But that's okay. Y'all know my life story by now. (laughs) Busy, busy, busy. Uh, How are you all doing? How is everyone enjoying their October month? Uh, For me, I do what a lot of people do. I start marathoning horror movies. Um, I haven't really done anything active yet, though, with Halloween as far as like mazes and, and horror nights and stuff like that. I haven't done any of that, but I've also been super lazy about it. Uh, so I haven't really wanted to like I've oh, I've, I've had the interest of uh, in doing it, but I haven't actually like made an effort to, to go out there and do it. Uh, that's fine, though. Um, that's a dog. That's the neighbor. Uh, its name is Lucky, and it's usually nice. Um, if it's not Lucky, it's um, who, who? Who's the, there's the there's the the dog that's next door, next door, and that dog's name is Robin, and that dog is a. Uh, mm. <laughs> Every time I'm walking my dog, it just goes crazy. It's like jumping, trying to get over the fence, just like trying to get at my dog Rocco. And uh, and Rocco's just kind of like looking at it like, what, who, who, who is you? What you doing? Why? What is this? Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about the the dumb neighbor dog. Um, we're here to talk about nerdy things. So um, I don't have a, a recap for you guys again. Sorry about that. Uh, but I do have a little bit of a comic book recommendation um, slash review, I guess. Uh, and I don't have any of the information in front of me. Uh, you know what? It's the internet. I can pull it up. And while I'm pulling it up, why don't I just uh, vamp a little bit? Is that the word vamp? I learned that vamp also means slutty woman, which I don't like, (laughs) but I have used it a few times now. Um, And I'm not, you know, uh, uh, proud of that. (laughs) So, um, but I, but I, but I did it. Uh, okay, so the comic book that I am recommending to you all is uh, Go Go Power Rangers. And this is issue number, I think it's number 15. Actually, it is a um, a special. It's Saban's Go Go Power Rangers, number one, back to school, back to school, number one. Um, so this is the first issue, I believe, that Marguerite Bennett is writing. Um, or maybe actually, no, she wrote the Mighty Morphin, uh, Power Rangers after Shattered Grid. So this, I guess is her first special. Anyway, (laughs) um, this is written by Marguerite Bennett. Um, illustration is Ilaria Catalani, um, Jordan Gibson, Derek Charm, Xiao Tong Kong, John Lamb, and Jim Toe, uh, and Joanna La Fuente. And so this book I am recommending because if you're a fan of Power Rangers or if you were a fan of Power Rangers, if you love what they stand for, um, you know, why they fight and all that stuff, uh, if you 
believe in their their core reason for being, um, then it's definitely an issue to pick up because there is not really any fighting in this issue. It shows what the Power Rangers individually were doing off of um, school during the school break. Uh, when they all are individually doing their own thing. And it's 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 nice because you get to see a little bit of background of who they are. Not background, but you get a little bit more personality of who these uh, characters are. Like uh, the first story is Jason, and he decides that he's going to volunteer at an ASL school, um, American Sign Language. Uh, and, and he goes in very nervous because he doesn't really know ASL very well. Um, but he thinks that this is going to help him learn more. And it does. Uh, the teacher recommends that because he's kind of struggling with the entire class, maybe that he focus on one student and he does. And then they, he gets to become better at ASL and she comes out of her shell a little bit more. Um, and so it kind of explores the relationship that the student and teacher build. Not that kind, you guys. <laughs> a friendship of a student mentor. Um, relationship and it's really sweet to see him um, being attentive to a child in that way and you know helping uh, someone who I don't know uh, necessarily what her circumstance was she might have been deaf or or mute I don't really know what her situation was but you had uh, Trini going off to a farm um, and uh, training horses and stuff and one of them gets lost during a storm and so she tries to help it. It gets stuck in between these two huge boulders. And and when she's trying to help it, it's 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 so afraid because there's thunder and everything happening in the background. And it's like kicking at her and everything and biting her. And she's like, I I understand that this animal is terrified. And so it's not that it's my fault. It hates me or anything like that. It's terrified and I need to help it. Like I know that I'm getting beat up here, but I still need to help it or else it's going to die out here. And she eventually is able to. There's one where Zach goes to, I believe it's Washington, D.C., to help campaign for someone running for um, a Senate seat, I believe. Um, I could be wrong about that, but it talks about his experience and and fighting for what you believe in on the political level. And this book doesn't go into politics. Um, it doesn't say whether or not the person was left or right or anything like that. It just talks about fighting for what you believe in, which is great. Uh, Billy goes to, um, I don't remember exactly what it is. It might have been like a, an immigration center or something. Um, and there's uh, an immigrant family from either Ireland or Scotland, but they're Muslim. And uh, one of them has to go up and make a speech. And she's very nervous about it because uh, you know, she's Muslim. She doesn't look like everyone else who's there. And she has to give this speech in front of a bunch of Americans. And um, he's like, I'm going to help you out so that you're not nervous. And he goes up there and I think they're presenting like food from around the world or something like that. And he goes up with her and he spills the food on himself so that everyone starts laughing at him and um, gets all of their, I guess, aggression out on him. Not violent aggression, but um, just like their dislike or hatred or I don't know but they 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 make fun of him so that they're not doing it to her and then she's able to do her speech and everyone like claps for her and everything and so it makes her less nervous and and he's like I come from a privileged place I'm a white man I'm straight white man and so I know that I can help you out by by doing this thing and so she's very appreciative of it 
And uh, who's the final ranger? Am I missing? Oh, Kimberly. Uh, Kimberly's is a little bit different because uh, we get to see a little bit of who she is, not in the way that she's helping anyone or really being like a hero to anyone other than herself. Um, we see her uh, at home um, and she's kind of going through her parents' divorce and stuff. And so the way that she kind of relieves tensions and stuff is that she goes out at night and she trains, she morphs and stuff, and she's like fighting and training. And sometimes she'll go out on a ride on her pterodactyl Zord. And uh, it's just a story about her kind of like letting herself go, um, letting herself be free uh, from expectations of herself and doing just what she wants to do. Uh, so that's kind of a great uh, story too. So that's why I'm recommending this book. <laughs> I know I told everyone's story, but if you read it and you see it um, for yourself, I think it's it's quite special because the Power Rangers, uh, you know, when I was young, I don't know how they are now, but, um, you know, when I was younger, looking at the, the younger years and everything, they were always about inclusivity, um, treating each other respectfully, uh, not just despite our differences, but because of our differences. Um, there, I remember an episode where they're talking about the way they celebrate the holidays and they talk about um, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Christmas and stuff and the way that they celebrate in Australia and like... so. They, they have this whole thing, this whole episode dedicated to learning about different cultures and the different ways that people celebrate um, their cultures. And so and that's what I've always liked about uh, Power Rangers. And, and I guess I'll go a little bit uh, more into um, my experience as a kid. I know that nowadays and in the past, uh, recent past, we have been talking a lot about diversity in movies and TV and comic books and everything. And I think that we are getting better. Uh, but for a very, very, very long time, I was kind of blind to it. I didn't realize that we had a diversity issue because, like I said, I was watching shows like Power Rangers and I grew up on on black TV. Like, that's just the truth. I grew up on Family Matters and um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Living Single. Like I grew up watching those shows. So I was seeing black families on TV. And so I didn't realize that there was a diversity issue, um, that that a representation issue um, until I was much older and, and, and really seeing it. Because obviously in our movies, we don't have as much as we do on TV. Um, and, but I didn't really see very many movies when I was younger. So... I, I was just kind of blind to it. It wasn't until, you know, the past um, five years or decade or so that I've really like been able to see it because I've been in my own world of like only looking at what I see. Uh, so that was quite interesting. And also I grew up in Inglewood. That's a predominantly black and Latino community. So I, I, I was just ignorant to what was going on out there. Um, that's a bit of a weird tangent to be on, but uh, I just wanted to let you guys uh, in on on my experience and and all that. Uh, but anyway, go go Power Rangers! Back to school. This is issue number one, <clears throat> issue number one, and I really liked it uh, because it really shows you the core of who these kids are uh, and that they're just really good people. Um, and I think we need more of that in this world. We need really good people. Um, yeah, so. That wasn't really a recap 
but it was and it wasn't whatever. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. That's the thing I want to talk about. Five out of five. Um, I don't really have any news to talk about this week. I know that there has been a lot happening, um, but we're going to get right into the interview um, which isn't really an interview. It's it's more of a movie review uh, of Halloween. Okay, so many of you may not know this, but I'm a huge, huge uh, horror movie fan. I love horror movies. I didn't. I, I watched them as a kid a little bit. I was forced to watch them because of older cousins and stuff uh, because they wanted to scare me. And I guess that's what older cousins do. <laughs> so uh, a lot of um, King Kong and a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, all those things were forced on me. Uh, and eventually, I, I I don't know if it's like a Stockholm syndrome thing or or what, but uh, eventually I just fell in love with horror. And I really, there are a lot of horror movies out there that have messages. And I think that it gets lost a lot of the time because of all the crazy sequels that we get that don't really have a message and that are just uh, movies to be slasher movies. Um, a lot of the Halloween movies became that. A lot of the Nightmare on Elm Streets and all that stuff, they kind of like lost having a message um, if they even had one to begin with. But now we have Halloween that came out and it has a message about trauma and and the effects of trauma, um, which I loved and we talk a little bit about uh, in this review. And yeah, so I, I, I am loving the horror that I'm seeing come out these days. Um, the Babadook, um, The Conjuring, which I don't know necessarily has a message, uh, but um, I, I'm not perceptive. I'm sorry. Uh, but things like that, um, it follows like these these creative horror movies that I'm loving. One of them that I really want to see is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which I hear is excellent, but I haven't been able to see it, but I'm going to eventually this month before the the month is over. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to let you loose into the interview. Um I do want to say one thing though. Um I want to clarify something that I said just so you don't think that I'm calling uh one of our guests shameful. Um she says that she was going to do a shameless plug and I said it's not shameless. And um what I meant to say was there's no shame <laughs> but words. Um so anyway, that's the only thing I wanted to clarify just so you guys don't think that I was putting any shame on her for pl plugging a project that she is working on. Anyway, here is the interview with Lindsay and John Bring, John and Lindsay Bring. I love them to pieces. Here it is. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So I'm here with uh, Lindsay and John Bring, and we're going to be talking about Halloween, which is something we just saw. But uh, before we get to that, I want to know what you guys are loving right now. Mm. I'll start. Well, this is a shameless plug. No, it's not shameless. But I am loving The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, which was first a comic book. I know Richard's talked about it uh, mm -hmm. before on his podcast. Uh, which I love the book, uh, but I am working on the show and the show is actually amazing. Uh, it's one of the first shows I've ever worked on that I'm really proud to be a part of. Well, you're not just working, you're writing on I'm it. I'm writing on it. <laughs> I'm writing on the show and uh, it's really, really special and I love it so much and we're less than a week away. It's going to drop on uh, Friday, uh, October 26th, so the Friday before Halloween. Yeah, and mm. you two just went to the premiere. We did the premiere. It was we That did. was last night. We went last night and we got to uh, screen the pilot in front of an audience, which was such a fun experience because it really is a horror show 
show. It's a coming of age show. But, um, you know, I, I sort of already knew what the scares were, but it was really fun to, to listen to the audience react and gasp. Oh, man, they and, jumped out of their seat every single time. That's some good scares in it. It's oh. really, really fun. Watch so. it with the lights out, with the sound turned up, and you are going to be scared. You're going to be scared. Real scared. Was this the first time you saw the episode? I'd seen it before um, at work. We mm-hmm. kind of, uh, all the writers watch our episodes together, which is really fun. And then John and I got to see it in Vancouver when I was there to shoot my episode. Um, uh, Roberto, uh, my boss, the king, the dark lord himself, <laughs> who was wonderful. He uh, had just like a, a small cast screening. Mm-hmm. So we got to see it with everybody. But this was the first time seeing it with like a really big audience and watching their reaction was so much fun. And it just got me so excited for it because I know people are going to love it so much. Yeah, I've been excited for it for a long time. Uh, just hearing little little bits and pieces. I've been trying to avoid getting too many spoilers from you. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, I am so stoked for this. Everything I've seen for it, all the trailers have been great. Uh, every bit of promotional material I've seen has been great. It's going to be awesome. It's awesome. It is a do not miss, definitely. And I should say, I, sh- I know I said one of the first, there are two other shows I worked on that I am very <laughs> proud to have worked on. And those were Hindsight and Frequency. Uh, but other than that, I really can't think of too many. <laughs> so if you're not on that list, you know who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, were you, uh, we won't talk too much about it because we want to let the audience see it and yeah. stuff. But um, were you surprised by anything that you saw just like how it came out or anything like that like no I mean I think I'm just I uh was already a very big fan of Riverdale Mm -hmm. which was Roberto's uh sort of our mothership show um and so I knew that this was going to have its own sort of like style and tone and look um but I am really I was really pleasantly surprised by how dark we go and and how much we sort of push the horror and how much we push sort of the religious iconography and the satanism of Mm -hmm. the show um, because I had read the book and was a fan of it, but I didn't know what we could really get away with. Mm-hmm. And originally the show, uh, I think there was a world where it could have ended up on CW, but I'm really happy it ended up on Netflix so that we can really do all of those things I don't think we could do otherwise. So yeah. I think people will be really surprised and shocked and excited about it. Ooh, ooh, and there is a petition, guys, there is a petition going around online. Um, they need a hundred signatures to take the show off of the air because of our <laughs> satanic ways. Um, and I think 12 people have signed. Oh, um, I better get I, on that. I too will be signing. They only need a hundred. <laughs> We're like, how much fun? Wow. This is going to bend pretty easily in this case. If it's a hundred signatures, is this being, um, uh, uh, is this being run by a million moms or that's what I thought it was, but no, it's, um, I mean, I know her name. She put her full name at the bottom so I have been trolling her relentlessly uh, no just some sad woman in the in the Midwest I like how who, she thinks that it's a hundred signatures that are gonna be I what do it. Mm. well my favorite part is she's really upset because her favorite show was uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Melissa Joan Hart and this was not the show we, she was expecting mm-hmm. and I'm like bitch what do you think she was a witch too yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god that is exciting I uh, loved the book I've, I've talked about it on the show as you yeah. said and um I'm very, very eager to find out what you guys have done. What is oh that? <laughs> Sorry, I God had IMDB pulled it. up to, uh, with uh, information about the current Halloween in case I needed to reference something, oh. and apparently it automatically played a video. Um, no, that's fine. I'm and my fine. volume is it's turned It's live, over. you guys. Um, no, uh, but... Anything I'm, can I'm, happen. <laughs> I'm excited to see what it is you guys do because you haven't really told me anything no, because I don't want to know. I know. Like I, I specifically will approach you and be like, 
don't answer me, but does yada, yada, yada happen? Mm-hmm. And then you just like look at me and I'm like, don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited to hear what you think about it because I think you're going to, I think you're going to love yeah, it. I'm all I can say, all I want to say is I, I was obviously, as Lindsay mentioned at the cast screening for uh, the first two episodes in Vancouver and the character, Madam Satan slash Miss mm. Wardwell is my favorite character probably only in two episodes from the last I 10 <laughs> years or maybe more of television. She is perfection. And for those who She's don't iconic. know, that's Michelle Gomez. Gomez. Michelle Gomez yeah, from Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently a big bad in Doctor Who. I've never watched Doctor Who, but man, she is so delicious in everything <laughs> she does. There could be a scene where she's not saying a word. It's just like a flick of her eye, and she is just killing it with everything. I cannot wait to see more of Madam Satan. She's wonderful. Sorry to monopolize that. No, no, not at all. That was the Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, hour. Uh, (laughs) uh, John, what, what... Besides Sabrina. Besides Sabrina, <laughs> since I can't also use that. Uh, it's something that I haven't played a lot. I just downloaded the Friday the 13th game. Ooh. It's free on PlayStation Plus for the month of October. Mm-hmm. I've been playing it with my brother, Alex. And it is some scary shit to be chased by Jason in this game. <laughs> um, and I also picked, <laughs> you have a choice of very few characters at the very beginning. But one of them is like, what I assume is like the kind of chubby uh, like out of shape guy, the most out of shape guy I could find. Cause you could pick like a football player or like the preppy blonde kid. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I picked the, like the, the, the Jewish, the kid with the, like a Jew fro and he's like kind of chubby. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like his stamina is really low. So, you know, somebody I could really relate to. And, uh, <laughs> and I am just loving getting murdered by Jason over and over. It's the most tense game I've played probably since like resident evil seven. Oh, wow. Or whatever the most recent one was uh-huh. called. But uh, it, have you played it? I have it on my PlayStation Plus. I like che- put it on checkout or whatever so I can make sure that I get it after it leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not played it. I wanted to play it, but I get so scared of playing with people online. <laughs> uh-huh. Like That's my fear. And the only game I ever do is Overwatch. And mm-hmm. um, that's because... Even though it's like a team game, I tend to just do my own thing when I'm playing <laughs> okay. it. And I feel like with with Friday the Thirteenth, that is a team game, right? You like kind of. of. Okay, so because I not know that exactly. There are I mean, things- you. I've tried to every time I play. I'm I'm one of those like kind of play by the rules uh-huh. game players. So anytime I would find a fellow counselor, especially because you have to get away from Jason by like fixing a car with a car battery and getting gas. If they had gas in their hand, I would follow them with the lead pipe to protect them from Jason. Aww. But they apparently like don't realize <laughs> that, that that's what I'm trying him. to do. Uh, they just sort of run in circles and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Jason's out there. He is stalking <laughs> us. Let's go. Um, and uh, yeah, so it seems like people kind of are just playing on their own anyway. Um, uh-huh. And uh, so it doesn't really work out for me because then I just end up getting left behind. I literally... Uh, one point was was running around with a I think I found a gun somehow and I was just trying to find Jason to keep him at bay and then the car that you escape in just drove right past me <laughs> to safety <laughs> as I was stuck there and I'm like well great I guess I I had to sacrifice to nope they didn't they did not even <laughs> pause or hesitate they just kept on going so and oh, let's see well how did Jason kill me that time? I think he punched through my body that and Jason time. is a real person playing right yeah yeah 
So it's it's a fun game. I really I enjoy it. I definitely recommend it. It's fun to play. Like I said, I play with my brother. I'm gonna probably hop on tonight. So nice. if you want to join, uh, I I don't yeah. know if we're PlayStation friends yet. I, I don't think we are, I, but for sure, let's let's do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll download it and we can we can play it. Yeah, games. you should do that. Uh, one of the things that that interests me about the game is that um, I I had seen that there are certain scenarios where like if you know getting gas or something or, mm-hmm. or trying to repair a boat or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, you where can it's do like, that too. All these people are trying to help and repair, and then at the end, when you finally do it, it's like only two people can fit in this boat. Uh, yeah, sorry. I know. So it's whoever can get into the boat fastest, right? And if Jason can, I think Jason can swim after you or whatever, or at least walk in the water. So you might still be fucked, and you know they might still get murdered. So yeah, you got your other opportunities. Well, that to get sounds out of there. exciting. I, I, over the past few years, I've been a bit more sensitive to the survival horror games. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. When I was a kid, I loved them. Resident Evil, Silent Hill, mm-hmm. all those games. Like I loved them so much. But as the I got election. older, it just like <laughs> 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 yes, 2016. Got uh, yeah, uh, but as I got older, like they just freak me out so much. Like I have told you uh, to in the past. Like I did the Resident Evil VR for oh, like no. five minutes, and I. Did not run into anybody in the game, but it freaked me out so much that I had to. Well, that house is really scary in the game. I played it for like 10 minutes during. uh, Did you beat the game, Resident Evil? I've only played it. Oh, so you only played it. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were just saying, because I played through the entire game normally at Mm. home on the console, and then we have a friend who had PlayStation VR. And he had to like really twist my arm to get me to play it, mm. even though I, I, as you know, since you guys have VR (laughs) lying around everywhere, I fucking love VR. But anyway, he was like, you should try it. And I'm like, hell no, I don't want to try it, Resident Evil. <laughs> but it's during one of the big boss battles, and uh, and I beat the boss and everything. Um, and even though I had played it through, and I knew everything that was going to happen, it was still the scariest shit. And, like, <laughs> you could not get that thing off my head fast <laughs> enough by the end of it. And it also just it trips your brain up, too. Yeah. Like, to, to wear that for a few minutes. And I think I had killed the boss, and then, like, Afterwards, you're it's on the dock with the two. You have two ladies, and you can choose which one to give the cure. But you can get like right up in their grill, and like kind of <laughs> it feels like somebody's there. It's really freaky, but uh, yeah, that like almost freaked me out as much as the giant monster trying to murder me mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, just walking around the docks and stuff. And I'm from the south, and the woods always kind of creep me out anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've been in like huh. swampy dock, you know, woodsy areas, and well, been freaked out anyway. I'm and it, from the south, so nothing scares me. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm afraid of the South, apparently. So, uh, so that did not go well for me. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, I was gonna. Oh, ooh. What about you, I know, Richard? Uh, yeah. Oh, me. I don't know. I haven't really been like loving anything. But we were talking about streaming services earlier mm-hmm. and um, Marvel and everything. Uh, one of the things that I've been liking, and it's only been two episodes, but Titans. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? From DC Universe. Great. Yeah. So you've actually watched it. I watched it. You're and- the only person I've known that that actually sought it out. Uh, well, I didn't really like, seek it out or anything, uh, but but uh, I had been hearing good things. When the previews or the trailers and everything were dropping, a lot of people were very pissed off because it looks like a very dark and gritty mm-hmm. show, which it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're like, that's not my Teen Titans. And it's like, well, one, they're not Teen Titans, but whatever. Um, they're... Uh, yeah, I I didn't want to judge it too much because, like, in my opinion, I'm like, I, I won't... I'll just wait. Like, yeah. DC has been very... Uh, not good <laughs> as far as like yeah. the movies and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to put it mildly, not <laughs> so, good. <laughs> and, and, and like I always go in with the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but 
So anyway, for this one, I was like, you know what? I'll just check it out. I'm not too familiar with the Titans or whatever. So whatever, we'll just do it. Mm -hmm. And so I heard really good things about it as people were watching it. So I decided, let's check it out. And it's very different than what I not was expecting, but like it, it is what everyone was thinking it was going to be. Okay. But I think they do it well. Okay. Is the problem or not the problem? But That's the good not a thing. problem. I think they do it well. Um, it is gritty. There's a lot of blood. It's. It, I feel like DC always tries to make their worlds feel like this is the real world and mm-hmm. this is what it would be like. But it always seems to go in like a crazier dark way, like just like yeah. too dark. Um, Almost like the way our world is actually today. Yeah. That dark. And I feel like with this show, it puts you a little bit more in the fantastical of the dark world. And so, like, that's why I like it a bit more because it does uh, take chances on what they're doing, I feel like. So uh, it does feel dark and it does feel like the real world, but I feel like there's a fantastical element to it that makes it more accepting. That's mm-hmm. cool. That I like about it more than I would, like, a BVS. Is uh, the fuck Batman line, is that the only F-bomb that they drop? Or is oh, it pretty no, no. much rated they, R, hard R the whole way It's a hard R. There's a really? lot of blood. Ooh, I like a hard um, R. I don't remember if I've seen any boobs yet, but <laughs> you, I doubt that. No boobs, happen. no deal. No yeah. boobs yet, but there's a lot of blood. There's any a lot pain? of huh? Any pain? Oh, we won't get that. <laughs> you have to go to uh... Batman Dam for the pain. <laughs> <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm liking that. I wouldn't say I'm loving it, but I'm enjoying it. Okay, I, I like it. We're um. excited. We have friends working on um, Doom Patrol and Ooh. Swamp Thing, which are the other two oh, shows that are going to uh-huh. be launched uh, with DC Universe, and I'm excited about. All yeah, three, so. I don't think I would watch Doom Patrol or uh, sorry, uh, Titans except for the Doom Patrol episode because Doom Patrol as characters are so weird mm-hmm. that I'm just curious how they approach them. And I'm really curious about the Doom Patrol series. Um, same thing for Swamp Thing. I'm really curious because I think they're not going to go CGI with the main oh, characters. Wow. So I love I, that. I, I mean, that's the only way you can a I love budget budget wise. That's the only way you can do it or else you're you're titular character would not be able to appear very often mm-hmm. but uh so i'm really interested to see how that how that goes um yeah. I, yeah I mean it's even if it looks just as good as it did in that 90s swamp thing like the tv movies and that short-lived show it'll look pretty good mm-hmm. just you know yeah. I, I think because i always thought that costume looked pretty rad mm, i don't i remember it being gone but i never watched it oh my yeah. god i watched all of them with yeah. adrian barbo <laughs> adrian barbo I, I definitely watched the i don't know if i watched the show but i know i watched the tv movies that mm. spawned the show because i think maybe they did the uh, if i'm not mistaken they did that they did the first tv movie they did the show and then they did a second one to sort of like wrap things up uh yeah it was pretty good and swamp thing looked cool so yeah, yeah. This will be my last thing that I talk about before we get into the movie. But um, I just recently, for the very first time in the theater, saw The Thing. Oh, oh wow. So, so you talking about Had you the seen practicals. it before? No. Oh, my oh my God. My God. My what, ba- a, what a fucking treat. <laughs> you. It was my very first time. And I I'm so jealous. It. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. So good. And I kept posting everywhere I could how hot. Oh, uh, Kurt that Russell. Curtis, Daddy oh, Kurt. Yeah. <coughs> that, Kurt Russell is oh still God. hot, though. Like, I mean, I Batman, <laughs> he can still get it. But he could have definitely oh, yeah. gotten I mean, the thing. Hair, I mean, I want to He's definitely got the, uh, the Bradley Cooper <laughs> from... <laughs> yes. He's got that, like, Bradley Cooper from uh, from A Star is Born vibe and that, like, the big beard mm. and kind of, like, always, Bradley, like, red because of the cold. And Bradley Cooper wishes yeah, yeah. that he had that Kurt Russell vibe I mean, from, yeah. a, from the yeah. thing. Yeah. 
it's like such a great, great, simple movie, and it's all sort of in this one space. Well, and... I love how they kind of portray the paranoia between everyone, yeah. just yeah. like who do we trust? And you know, like at the end, they're like, "Well, I guess we're just dying this yeah. way because <laughs> they can't, they so can't good. trust the other." It's but okay. the idea was, oh, wait, no, 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 never mind. I was thinking of the Mary Elizabeth Winstead remake, which like ends up with. I never saw that one. Oh, well. I enjoyed it. It was fine. I enjoyed it because they kind of didn't deviate from what the original was. It was almost like a frame by frame. And it's like, let's just but do the, what this was. The problem with it was that it was technically a prequel because at the end of that, the dog from the beginning that the helicopter's chasing True. is oh. what runs off. So it's sort of like a prequel but it was a sequel. It was kind of odd, but um, just not scary because everything was CG. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that was really good. The practicals that they did yeah. on uh, that movie when, was so good. To this day, when the guy is like uh, trying to like resuscitate the dude and like his his whole chest cavity opens oh, up yes. into teeth and bites the dude's arms off. I mean, come on. Uh, the, so the head that turns into a spider. spider. Come on. So the good. dog. I mean, it's just... Oh, it's poor wor- puppies. Those yeah, puppies. those puppies, those puppies got days. it bad. Yeah, they, they got it pretty bad. Uh, but the whole, yeah, the whole thing. And, and I mean... And Daddy Keith, Kurt. Daddy, Daddy Kurt. Kurt. Zaddy Kurt. Hey, hey come on. <laughs> Keith David, like, nothing about Keith David. That man's also uh, a yeah. national fucking treasure. Yeah. So he's fantastic. He's okay for me. He's okay. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I'm also a huge fan of They Live. Which oh, yeah. he's a little bit more uh, better featured in that one. That was him and Rowdy Roddy Piper. He's, he's Lando, right? No, he's no. not. That's Billy D. Williams. Oh my god! Yeah. Is, but Billy D. Williams is not in that movie. Which one? Am I confusing the thing? Him? Uh, no, no yeah. he's not in the thing. Nor is he in. Because uh, I'm getting him confused with Keith David. Is the issue? Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know either. When I, mean, I was I guess, watching it, I kept thinking Lando. They're just super cool dudes. But um, <laughs> I, guess so. uh, I guess they have that in common. But uh-huh. uh, no, Keith David is. Yeah, he's somebody. He also does a lot of voices on, or he does the voice of the president on Rick and Morty. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty, yeah, I but. Do. Uh, yeah, no, Keith David, I, I love that guy. Okay. Shout out I'm to so, Keith. I'm sorry, everyone, for mistaking the two. That was my bad. Yeah. yeah. It happens. It I happens. can think of something else they have in common. You <laughs> racist. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't see color. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're I both gray do. to Richard. Um, <laughs> He's colorblind, folks. <laughs> Me? <laughs> like, literally, he can't see red and green, so. Uh-huh. That's a lie, too. Um, anyway, uh, let's get into the movie. Um, so l- I want to hear your first impressions because I did have you guys on the show when we talked about the trailer, yeah. the first trailer right. that had dropped, and we were all very excited. But what were your first impressions after seeing this movie? Well, I went into it, obviously, with very high expectations. Uh, and I feel like I got, for the most part, exactly what the trailer promised. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit less thrilled by it than I wished I would have been, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I I had fun. I enjoyed it, but I was not blown away. And I think, uh, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it. But yeah, first impression was just like, ah, well, that was, that was good. I was entertained for an hour and 46 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was. And we had just watched the original Halloween a, a week prior. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just having that so fresh in my mind and how that still holds up so well mm-hmm. and how that's scary still to this day. And I think the problem I had with the new one was I just was never like scared. Mm. What did you think? Lindsay? Well, I think I am sort of a similar. I, I really liked it. I can't say I loved it, uh-huh. but I did really like it. Like when it comes on HBO again, I will be watching it, you know. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, 
I think, yeah, I think there was sort of a lack of me feeling scared, but I think that this, uh, the problem for me, which happens with a lot of movies these days, is I think that all of the best scares, if not every single scare, was in the trailer. Mm. Um, so I was sort of a little bummed uh, at that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, not to give too much away already. I mean, look, we're, we're spoiling spoil, yeah, all spoil. spoil. spoiler so, discussion. For me, I thought in the movie, like, the best sort of scary sequence was when we're like cutting back and forth between Vicky and her boyfriend when Vicky is upstairs like putting the kid to sleep mm-hmm. and her boy her like stoner boyfriends like playing on the motorcycle and it's shot in such a way that we're actually worried about the boyfriend mm-hmm. that we're like worried Yeah because we've seen Michael in the like in the clothesline and we've stuff. We've seen him in the clothesline we're we're totally terrified for him what's going to happen to him but because I knew in the trailer when she goes to shut that right. closet or Michael's there I was never tense for that mm-hmm. and I wish I could have been because that was such a great that was shot like such a great, uh, you know, reveal that actually we're not worried about him. He's inside the house. Yeah, yeah I feel like I'm sure David Gordon Green was pissed when he saw the trailer because yeah, usually directors have it. no control over what the trailer is. Yeah. He's probably that's the that's the best fucking yeah. You just ruined that part of the movie. Yeah. So I was I was I think for myself I was bummed to not be scared, but I also have to reconcile with the fact that. Look, it is 40 years later. We uh-huh. have seen 37 Halloween movies uh-huh. in this time, you know, and we're never, ever going to go back to the days of 78 of the pacing of just like slow tension for the majority of the movie until right. shit goes bonkers. So I think for a 2018 sequel that's ignoring everything beyond the original Halloween, mm-hmm. I did get what I showed up for. I did love the moments of levity. I thought that they were... um sparse enough that it wasn't overkill but effective enough especially in terms of the kid uh that vicky was watching i forget his name but he was so good i mean my favorite line in the movie was send dave first i I thought that was great the whole sequence was great but yeah i I really liked it i think that my big bummer is that i just was never scared yeah i don't okay but i know you i agree i agree and i don't agree but um i texted you i fucking loved it yeah i'm glad <laughs> which i did and i think uh it's it's mostly due to jbd curtis and judy mm. greer um Agreed. i think judy greer like I, she didn't have like a huge part in it but i think what she did kind of gave me what i've always wanted from judy greer i feel like she's in a lot of movies where yeah. she's kind of like a side character a yeah. side note like a she's there to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 we don't really get to see her like be a character in a in a thing. Um as far as what I've seen her in anyway. And so in this I think she really held her own yeah. um a, yeah. uh, you know playing opposite Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And so I really loved that. I loved the Definitely held by that last the final oh, moments yeah. with her. Yes. Which that is actually what turned that part from sort of an also ran kind of like just typical Judy Greer. Nagging mom she could have been she could have been the exact same character from Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, and that turned that moment at the end where she freaks out and then tricks Michael mm-hmm. is the moment where, oh, this turned it into something a little more, yeah. a lot more special, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I was, I was like smiling ear to ear yeah. when that moment happened. That was, that was great. That was the part of the movie that I'm like, I guess maybe I wanted more of that. Uh, was the three generations of, of Strode, Strode women, yeah. uh, Kicking ass. fucking up Michael. Like when, you know, she shoots him in the face and then, uh, you know, obviously Lori's coming in and bashing him with the, uh, with, uh, the frying pan and then uh, Allison, I believe, Allison. Was, yeah. uh, starts stabbing him in the hand and stuff and they're just like in it together. That and was we awesome. Didn't, and I was really expecting Lori to have to um, 
Laurie to have to uh, sacrifice herself there at the end. Mm. I was like, I, they're probably going to go down together. I'm right. Is what didn't. I assumed. Well, I okay, them. so that's the... I, oh, there's so much to talk about. Um, Wait, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, to unpack. Because um, I want to talk about the trauma mm-hmm. of the whole thing and how it affected all the characters and everything, uh, Laurie's original trauma. But okay. uh, one of the things I want to talk about when we were talking about scary moments and tense moments, one of the things that really, really freaked me out was the bathroom scene, the uh-huh. public bathroom scene. Another thing that was in the trailer. Totally. It was in the trailer, but we didn't see the whole scene, so that was nice. But, like, we got the whole, like, he, you know, dumps teeth at her and everything. And uh, what I... A new M.O. for Michael Myers, by the way. He's usually not a yeah. uh, not one to really like tease his prey. Right, he just sort of right. fucks with them and kills them. Um, one of the things that I thought this movie did that the other ones haven't really is uh, they've always kind of shown his strength, mm-hmm. but they've never shown really like his brutality and his strength because you had people dying in here where he like stretched their mouths yeah. wide oh, yeah. open. That was one of like, we didn't even see that kill, but that was one of my favorite kills of the yeah. movie was the uh, the guy at the desk at the yeah. gas station. Yeah. Yeah, and then another open. one had his head completely like snapped to the point it was like hanging oh, to yeah, its yeah. side. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and let the more the <laughs> there's not enough that could be said about him uh, splattering uh, new Loomis's face on the ground. Oh, that was stepping on his. Head. I uh, love gore. It's a and, high body count in this one. Yeah, <laughs> that was another thing that I thought because he only killed four people in the first one. It's like Michael, yeah. you eyes on the prize. These people are slowing you no, down. No, 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 and no. Like he, the, he's making up for lost time because I mean, even those those first sort of those first okay. few kills that were just kind of your standard. Halloween kills uh-huh. uh, in the very beginning we're just like yeah it just felt like yeah let me let me do my thing get back into my groove again and mm-hmm. like I said make up for lost time like the random lady in her kitchen and then the other lady who was on the phone and he stabs her through the neck oh, no, yeah. re- no reason for those no and even just Vicky just to do it <laughs> just to do it just for funsies who uh, needs a reason <laughs> unless like you know was he doing it to draw Lori to him who knows mm-hmm. no I mean, it's it, yeah, he succeeded I, because it, sure enough, yeah, they they sure. would eventually cross paths very um, soon. But the scene specifically, that bathroom scene that I'm talking about, I think to me it was very tense because we saw two people in the situation where her partner, boyfriend, I don't know what he was, but the journalist that was with this woman comes in with like a crowbar and he's like attacking Michael and Michael's bashing him in. She's trying to like escape under the stalls and then like he finally ends up getting her. And I, for me, that was such a, a moment of like, oh shit. And like seeing her struggle for whatever reason, maybe maybe in the times we're in, I don't know, but that like really like hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I just felt so uncomfortable she was just, with it. It's and, because she, yeah. it's everybody else pretty much uh, with the exception of Vicky who like is on the ground scrambling to get away. Uh-huh. Like nobody else really like saw him coming. Right. You know, uh, with this early run of kills, uh, so, like, for her to, like, know what's about to happen was pretty heartbreaking. Yes. Like, when she's got the crowbar and she can't even, like, she's Use not even, it. like, swinging yeah. it at him. She's just holding it in front of him, kind of begging him to mm-hmm. to stop. And it's like, nah, girl. Yeah. That shit ain't about yeah, to happen. It was so, pretty intense. Yeah, that was that was a bummer. <laughs> and it was a demise of their own making, which I think is yeah. sort of interesting. Yeah, it's like, way to go, dummies. Um, yeah. What did you, a question about these two characters. <laughs> what did you guys think about this introduction of, like, oh, we're podcasters. <laughs> and now that we're on this <laughs> podcast, funny, can we have this meta conversation on this podcast? The funny thing right? about it is that I had that distinct feeling <laughs> from the beginning of the film, because they, ne- they didn't say it until they met with Lori. Right. So when they're trying to talk to, to Michael and everything, they're like, we're investigative and... Uh, journalists it's and like, yada 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 it's your serial and, season four right and like from the beginning i was like i don't know i feel like they're gonna reveal it's a podcast and that's what's gonna make it so funny and then like they finally did and they're like 
it, uh, he's like, we're starting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like so funny. It, I, everyone laughed in the theater because it's like, yeah, everyone has a podcast. And there are so many investigative uh, podcasts out there. It was hilarious. I love hey, it. Hey, but they I had like three grand it. they could just throw throw down oh, like it was nothing. Like, yeah. where's that money coming from? They're obviously, this is not the first season of their show. Uh, no. This guy was also, when he was like rambling off his like, basically recording in the car when he was like talking about the, you know, the two sides of the coin with Laurie and with uh, Michael. It's like, this guy's done this before. He's, mm. you know, he's practiced at this whole thing. He was clearly the host too, because he's British uh. and we're all going to buy things a little bit more from a British guy talking mm -hmm. on the microphone. But uh, yeah, this seemed to me like a, yeah, like a third or fourth season of Serial, <laughs> This American Life, uh, some uh, another high profile crime, true crime show. Uh, yes, yes. How did Michael... Do we know Michael as like a hunter tracker? Because remember, we just know him from the first movie. Mm -hmm. So how did he track them down to a roadside gas station? I, are we let's just are we just not worried? Well, about that's it? there are several leaps in logic. I'll take a leap. A leap of, <laughs> a leap of faith. Kind of just like why is why does Michael happen to be in the same backyard that Allison and and uh, Josh Gad, <laughs> like <laughs> baby Josh Gad, are walking well, through? Speaking of Allison and Josh Gad. Um, a role beautifully played by Josh Gad. <laughs> uh, what happened to uh, Allison's boyfriend Cameron? I guess he just gets to be a dick and Oh, yeah, live. he gets yeah. to live. I was yeah. so pissed off Me at too. him. Yeah, of course, a couple of white man writers let that guy slide. Let him that, No, but, but seriously, like the morals of the movie universe usually would dictate that he's going to get it worse mm -hmm. yeah. because of him fucking around on Allison. But really, all he was was a device to get her phone away from her, which, as we've all discussed I before, know. it's the first thing you got to do in any horror movie is get rid of the phone. Yeah. Nowadays, get, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. It's always the first step. Which Either get rid of your internet signal. But the thing that uh, like I kind of appreciated about, about it is that even in past, like, you know, horror movies from the 80s and 90s or whatever, like landlines, they always cut the line. Yeah. Right? yeah. You're right. You you're can't, right. You can't yeah. use your phone. The no power's phone. cut. And you yeah. can't do it. So it makes sense to me. I just wish people in horror movies were a bit more attentive to their phones than in real like in real life yeah. than they are. <laughs> so that, yeah. That and also he me. threw it into like pudding and I feel like <laughs> that's not like he threw it into punch or something. Right. It's like you could wipe that phone off and it probably would still work at least for a few days. And the annoying thing is that he he was like are you going to get it or are you going to make me do it or whatever and then she just like ignores it and leaves and I was yeah. like no well, I would have gone. Would've it's gone. like well, no, I bro. think he was even asking are you going to get it because it was still ringing which indicates it works fine. You just have to wipe it off Allison. iPhones don't grow on trees, bitch. Your mom bought you this. I know she's mad. I know that she's Get upset about her boyfriend. And meanwhile, he's going to go hook up with that tiger-striped girl uh -huh. who is not appropriately dressed for a school function, <laughs> by the way. Ooh. But I will say, speaking of Cameron, um, we had this, John and I had this discussion in the car afterwards that we were like, I am sort of interested in this new type of, um, like, leading man look. Who's a little more like, what did you say? There's sort of like well, the, the, the essence of the renaissance of the Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I saw an article mm, that was just like, Timothy Chalamet is the movie star we need for 2018. And it kind of went into, uh, I didn't read the entire article because I'm a bad person. But it was sort of discussing how like this sort of uh, skewed, sort of different view of masculinity, a sort of softer side of masculinity is kind of what we need now, which I do agree with. I think that just generally in this world, like this overly macho thing is passe. Yeah. So uh, the idea is, yeah, yeah, like Timothy Chalamet sort of represents that. He's a guy that 
can play gay. He can play straight. You believe him both ways, and that, and there's nothing wrong with that. So when I saw her boyfriend, who's playing the sort of popular kid, I thought that's interesting because I thought, A, he looked like poor man's Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> he, he dresses in drag in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's just got a more femme vibe to him. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that that's an interesting to see how it was more me bringing up how, like, 40 years ago, that same character would have been, been like the tough jock yeah. right. who would have like probably kicked Josh Gad's ass. Uh, but in this world that we're living in now, it's just kind of cool to see how those roles have evolved. It's sort of an extension of uh, a lot of the things they brought up in 21 Drum Street, the remake, uh, where the nerds are the popular ones now and the jocks are the, are the dumb, uh, are the dumb losers, like, yeah. yeah, they're kind of looked down on a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I just thought that it was a cool... Uh, just an interesting look at how things are in 2018 to see this kid who is just so against all types of normal views of masculinity, how he's like the boyfriend of the lead girl, uh, et cetera. So, yeah. and I thought that Josh Gad was gay, uh, by the way. And I thought, oh, cool. He's got like, I a, never like he's got a gay best friend and he's a guy like that's different. I haven't seen that before. And then he went and had to try to kiss Allison. Right. And I was like, oh, that kind of like took away from that character. Yeah. Um, but well, you can't you can't just off the gay kid, you know. If well, he, they may have <laughs> because wait, was there a gay kid? Did I miss? So it? remember, uh, there's a boy and a dad driving, and oh, the kid is gay. like, I he was like, you know, I, I like hunting, but I want to go to dance oh, class. Right, I'm right. missing dance class for this, and like he didn't necessarily give off gay vibe, but I loved, no no no, I I totally got. The but bet. I love that he was like this this too. Yeah, yeah. Like he, it's a further upending of our expectations of yeah. what boys and you know the masculine side of things and i didn't think that michael was gonna kill him but he oh, totally I killed love him that he did. Well, yeah i was i was surprised i was like holy shit they killed a kid and i liked okay so this kid must have been like what 12 13 something yeah. like 13 yeah, like, he, he was young and and michael kills him and so then there's this scene where after he kills this woman with the hammer he's like walking through the house and there's a baby crying oh yeah and it's a very tense moment you know moment everybody like, was are they gonna do this yeah i kind of she would have because I was like oh that's the line <laughs> I mean because and John had said this too John was like well I guess like why kill a baby like the baby's not doing anything and I was like why kill this like little kid just throw him out of the fucking car and drive right. away I love that he's just like a machine and yeah. just like yeah. going through everyone I, and I told Lindsay it's like uh, probably the reason that they killed the first kid so when you have the other kid that Vicky's babysitting later in his bed and Michael's in the room uh-huh. and especially having seen the trailer, we know that Michael's in there. Maybe it makes us more afraid that Michael's going to do something to this kid. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, you know, watching that movie, like they're not going to kill that kid. That kid is way too entertaining to That's kill. That's the thing. I was never scared for him because he was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and and I like the way they played out that scene where the babysitter, Vicky was her mm, name and, and the kid, they're having this really nice moment where they're teasing each other, where she's like, you're not my favorite. And yet, like, you could tell that they really cared about each other. And at the end, like she's taking him to bed and everything. He's like, she says, you know, you are my favorite. And then he says, you're my friend and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a really sweet moment that really makes you like feel for her when she's dying. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Like, like, <laughs> she had a good heart. Yeah. I and, think the movie did that really well where it actually did uh, uh, set up a lot of like mini relationships. Yeah. Like the two cops later and uh, her and the kid, like just these like tiny little microcosms that we get just a little sight of or even the kid who and his dad in the truck Mm -hmm. but yeah we just get like a little piece of these uh lives which actually makes us give a shit when they die right unlike the two ladies that michael (laughs) kills randomly with a hammer however i felt like that was a really effective death scene because we didn't actually see any Mm -hmm. of it a lot of the deaths we didn't see yeah yeah which which is is interesting interesting. we we, like the boyfriend i um, liked 
getting uh, stabbed through the neck and like hung on the wall. Yeah. We didn't see that. Yeah, but that would have just been like whatever. Like they, I think they wisely like we've seen people get stabbed through the neck, yeah. and we've uh. certainly seen Michael pin people on a wall with a knife, uh, which is just an homage to the first one. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Great. I didn't need to see that scene because we know he's going to die too. <laughs> well, I was going to no, say. No, he goes I, after Michael with a knife. You know where that knife's going to end up. Sure. Somewhere I, inside that man. I was going to say, I that whole sequence, speaking of Vicky, uh, I did love all of the homages to the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, Linda, I believe, was sort of the OG Vicky, uh, Lori's friend who like sleeps with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And okay. then because Michael. Um, he stabs her boyfriend through the neck, like in the wall. Uh-huh. And then Michael shows up in the 78 movie in the ghost's right. costume. So I kind of love that homage of like putting put that the on sheet her. Over her yeah. um, but I, I think that does take away, I guess, the scariness factor again uh, in the original because you just have all this buildup of this tension. You are watching these kills, and that's what's so scary because it's like, oh my God, fuck, everything I feared is happening. Mm-hmm. And then here it's like, oh, no, Michael's a very scary guy. There is a tra- there's a trail of bodies all over Illinois right now. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what we just don't know what happened. We can guess. And right. I kind of I don't know, I kind of wish I could have like seen more of it. I almost wish I could have had like less of a just like random body count and mm-hmm. more of like those moments. Like at the gas station, right? Like that right. face was so cool. I wanted to watch Michael like <laughs> open, like fucking release the jaws of that man and throw him there. So yeah. I could be like, holy shit, at 61, he's still got it. Right. Um, <laughs> I really wish I would have actually seen this movie without seeing the trailer because with without the trailer, we wouldn't have known that Michael was at the gas station. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, we see him walking in the background when the yeah. guy's... So we kind of know what's about to happen. But yeah, I just feel like um, that kill and then the kill of the boyfriend in particular are, I feel like wisely they they cut those out because if you saw him tear the guy's mouth open, a guy that we know nothing about and care nothing about, then why are we, then nothing's going to be all that shocking or upsetting about the two reporters getting killed. Um no question. Did they? I know he obviously broke her neck. Did did he just beat the shit out of the guy, and the guy just sort of slumped in the corner and just died? I think he strangled her, right? Yeah. And well, then, well, I just I thought I heard some sort of like crack sound. I don't know. I, uh, I, you know what? That that did happen. Yeah, there was a crack sound. Yeah. So I think with the guy, he just yeah beat him, and the guy just like laid there and eventually just I guess let <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, maybe it's one of your favorites. He just it, was an, it was a kill we never saw, John. <laughs> I'm not saying that just, all of them. You can just guess. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, a comparison from the old films to this one. So I didn't realize that H2O was actually a retcon of three, or sorry, four, five, and six. Yeah. Mm, where yes. Lori never had her daughter and yes. like left and faked her death and all that stuff. But she, I guess she did fake her death. But anyway, um, in, in those movies, Michael's her brother. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with him. He wants to kill his family. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't want any of them, you know, to to survive. And that's kind of why he keeps going after her. And in this one, we don't necessarily have like a reason reason. But the speculation is that he and her have been alive for each other. Like yes. they are keeping themselves going and keeping themselves alive because they're the ones that have affected each other's lives the most where he didn't get to kill her mm-hmm. and she survived him. Like the and, predator and the prey. Kind yeah. Of and yeah. so now it's this whole thing of like them waiting to get that opportunity to like come up to each other again, to face each other again. Like, how did you guys feel about that versus like them being related? I, I, I think this was a good version. Yeah. I think them being related is too convenient. Uh-huh. Uh, especially since it's not brought up in the first one at all. 
um, the the very first movie. But what do you think? I will. Well, I will say I love Halloween too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and same. Ha- and Halloween two is the reveal that Lori is Michael's sister, uh-huh. I believe. Yeah. Uh, and I know this has been like everyone's saying, oh, this is the best sequel to Halloween ever. I would still argue that False. Halloween two False. is the Halloween best two sequel is- of all the Halloween. <laughs> I would say that maybe um, this one ranks. Third or I would fourth. say after yeah, I I really did like this. One. I haven't seen H two O in forever, but what I'm about a big season of the witch. I'm a big H two O fan. Um, also, I was back in the day. Uh, no, I really like. I think it was a good way to put it, especially the way they played Lori. I mean, and, and Jamie fucking. I mean, she killed it. Oh yeah, I did love playing Lori as this sort of like shut in PTSD victim who survived this thing and who decided to become like a fucking survivor and who trained her daughter for the day this would come mm-hmm. and everybody thought she was crazy. So I think it's a good way to put it because. Yeah, right. She uh, she's the lone survivor. So she would spend her life preparing for if this ever happened. Like, I think many survivors may do in this scenario. And what I liked about it is that his new doctor even talks about that Mm -hmm. where he talks about the trauma, like how people react to trauma. And he's like, you know, some people become weaker. Some people become stronger. Some Mm -hmm. people like, you know, there's many different ways that they can uh come out of a, of a violent trauma that way. And Lori's was that she just like yeah. became, her down she became she Sarah was, Connor. Yeah. The, the weird thing to me is that she would even have kids in the first place. That yeah. was, the, that was actually the thing that I thought is like, a who is uh Judy Greer's dad. It was uh-huh. the seventies. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, at what point did Lori uh, decide to have a kid and raise a kid? Mm-hmm. Unless it was, I'm going to raise you. In case I die at some point, when Michael gets out, you're going to do the job. Mm. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. And obviously, she did impart that on on Judy's character. I, Karen? Katie? Karen. 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 I get it from Michael's <clears throat> perspective as well, right? Because she, they're sort of like each other's like white whale, I guess. We're sort of like chasing each other mm-hmm. a little bit here. I will say, real quick. But are we to believe that he never tried to escape in all these 40 years? Well, I was just about to say. When will they learn to stop transporting Michael Myers <laughs> yeah. to another facility? Right. I know that never works out for anybody. It never does. Uh, yeah. Just leave him there. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> uh-huh. Things have gone well for the past 40 years. I know. Give him another good 20 years. He's just going to keel over and die, die anyway. Now. Yeah. 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 It, it, it does. Like, and also, we- why are you carrying him <laughs> yeah. with like 50 other people? Uh-huh. If he's that dangerous and that horrible... Like, just get one armored car, mm. throw him in the back with I, an armored guard. If he kills one armored guard, then you got, you know, or armed guard, rather. Uh, you got a couple more in the front to take him out. But Done. at this point, all they know of Michael, though, is pure evil. At this point, right, uh, if we're going by just the rules of the first Halloween then Michael's killed five people. Right. One of them mm-hmm. a sister. It's not like he's fucking killed 35 right. people. He had one bad night. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, is two, bad two, bad night. Night. two bad nights. Like, how cautious should you be with this person? I mean, sure, True. you have, like, Dr. Loomis who studied him and, like, was like, he needs to die. You guys need to kill him. He's evil. And yeah. then you have this new doctor. How did you feel about this new doctor's weird obsession with Michael and uh, wanting to understand the thrill of the kill? This was, uh, this was my biggest hang-up with the movie. I think perhaps without his sort of turn i i want to say that i would have liked the movie a lot more hmm. um a i was afraid that he was about to be the final bad guy and that he was gonna go right. after laurie luckily that did not happen right. but um i just thought that that was a little dumb i thought that that <laughs> seemed like maybe like a studio note 
where they're like, we need an extra bad guy or something. Just like they are they just like, we need an extra twist somewhere in here. And they're like, oh, I guess the doctor will randomly kill this cop or whatever uh, and put on the mask and all that. I, I, I mean, like I like the idea because the movie's all about obsession anyway, but I like the idea that he is obsessed with Michael. Mm-hmm. And I love that his like end game was just to try to get Michael to say one fucking word to right. him. I loved that before he died. Yeah, I love that. Something. But the the just him like turning like if he did not kill the cop himself but did something that got the cop killed mm-hmm. that would have I feel like like done something a little bit more innocuous than obviously stabbing the guy in the throat like opened a door or like Michael was walking up on the guy and he didn't say something right. or something like that would have been more yeah. interesting to me. Or oh, here's my pitch where I thought it was going to go was um I lo- I do love that he's obsessed with him I love that for him it's all about keeping Michael alive because he wants to study him. So I could have seen a world where maybe one of them was going to kill Michael and they could have gotten a kill shot, but he like took the bullet for Michael or mm-hmm. something because he yeah. wanted Michael to live to yeah. be studied. The thing that I did, and I agree with it, I, I was really afraid that they were going to turn Michael into like this legacy killer type yeah. of thing where like now the where, mantle has yeah, been whoever, passed down to this doctor. Whoever wears the mask yeah. is yeah. Michael Myers. Because yeah. he does put on the mask and Ugh. he like comes up and you're like, Ugh. like to me that was really creepy. But like you're even older and less fit. That was that was creepy <laughs> yeah. to you? That was, it was silly to, to me. To me it was just creepy. I like, I don't know because you, you have a, a I forget the 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 daughter's name, Allison. Allison. Uh, you have her like sitting in the car. She can't get out because she's in the back of the police car or whatever. And she's like, what the hell is he doing? And then he comes up and he has the mask. And it's like, it's creepy to me because it's like, ew. Like, it, it just, yeah, it was a gross. Cre- he's yeah, gross. he's creepy. It's a gross feeling that it's this the- person. Well, I definitely thought that that mask has to be nasty. It's very oh, yeah. sweaty inside. No, I agree with you. It's just like, smells it's like, awful. sir, this isn't about you. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Step aside. It's, it's a creepy, like, not rapey, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's a just creepy, like, it's a like the equivalent vibe, of him like, jerking off in the bushes. Yeah. yeah I feel that just, way. It's and the fact so that gross. she's stuck in the back of the car and it's like, okay, well, at least I was like sort of afraid for her. Like, oh shit, how's she going to get out of this one? Uh-huh. Well, two points. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, were you going to bring up the thing that I brought up in the car? Well, yeah. Well, the first point I was going to say was I myself have seen enough horror movies and Allison's grandmother has lived through enough horror in her day <laughs> that one should know in a scenario where you are saved by a police car, I will say... Do not sit in the back. Yeah. I will say, sir, may I ride in the passenger seat (laughs) in the event that anything should happen and I am locked in the back, Uh uh as I have seen Mm -hmm. in 4,004 films. Uh (laughs) Two, uh, I will let John finish this point, but I did think it was, I did think it was scary. Um, One genuine moment of fear was Allison being in the backseat knowing she can't get out with Michael Myers sitting next to her uh-huh. passed out. However, John. Well, I have two things. First of all, how did this old ass motherfucking man <laughs> drag with, with a bum arm. Down an arm. Yeah, with a bum arm lift Michael into that seat and Allison just sat there and let him do it. Right. Like, was she, she wasn't knocked out. She was just, did she not when he opened the door? kick him in the shoulder and run away. Well, the thing is, okay, he's so, going to get tired in like 30 seconds. He's so, 75 years old. <laughs> he's 105 say, years old. I will say something to that, um, which I, it's, it's my own internal like reasoning for it. But like, uh, speaking of the trauma, like you have Lori, who is this badass woman who's prepared, prepared, prepared. You know, yeah. she taught herself how to fight. She taught her daughter how to fight, how to shoot a gun, do all this stuff. And her daughter was taken away later realizes or or has her own moment of like 
my mom's crazy and mm-hmm. I can't indulge in this. And so she coddles her daughter mm-hmm. to be this person who who can't protect who's herself. Who's not a fighter. Who's not a fighter. And so when she's stuck in that in the back seat, like with this man putting another, like I can understand where she'd be just terrified. She just saw this man kill someone, a right. cop. Yeah. And and so she, I can understand that she would be like, Frozen. I don't want to like, I can't okay. engage because I can't survive that. Right. If well, I were to engage it. Then my biggest question is why when Michael has her in the back seat, sure, maybe the, uh, by mentioning Judith Myers, he triggered Michael into a waking up, putting on the mask and murdering him, the doctor. Michael had to like get out of the car and pull the doctor and out. How did he do well, that? <laughs> well, a, how did he do that? B, why did he just let uh, Allison go? Like, what, could he not have just real quick wow. done like crack and snapped her neck in the back? I feel like she's right there. Yeah. As we uh, learned from earlier in the film, uh, it doesn't matter who's behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> they must die. They must suffer greatly so that Michael will have a set of wheels. Do you know what I do want to see? But uh, that we, I don't think we have seen. I want to see Michael actually, like drive, actually driving. driving a car. Well, I want to see Michael taking the time the, to kill the two cops, <laughs> cut one of their heads off, fill it with some sort of light, and like set up this little, <laughs> this little diorama. He is all about presentation. He really yeah. is. Well, wait, because in he's, the first movie. You know, He's got an untapped creative potential. I think, I think he could have gone into the arts. We have a long history of Michael stealing cars, which is, you know, not the greatest of his offenses, but I do think that should tack on a few years. You know what I mean? <laughs> bars. But in the first movie, he steals Loomis's car. So he's constantly stealing cars, but I've never seen this motherfucker he, drive he, one. We do see him drive. Yeah, like, we see him and- drive. He drives past like Lori and them and like stops. Remember when she's like, hey, creep or whatever. Uh, and he stopped. Uh-huh. Well, I guess we don't see like him sitting in the car with but, the mask on or anything. But we, he does drive in part five. But which... we're ignoring part five. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That but yeah, remind me of that. Because part five, we did. But go ahead. Part, go ahead. Part Let's five say. and six have seen probably the in least. In part five, we actually have seen him driving inside the car <laughs> because uh, he kills some girl's boyfriend and puts on the the girl's boyfriend's costume and then he picks her up so she gets in the car with him and they're driving around and she's just like talking to him but he won't respond and she's like what's wrong with you this is just like next level like performance art maybe that's just his thing maybe it's just a performance artist i'm michael myers also known as the shape Uh may or may not be related to laurie strode loves Murder and driving. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Canon. You think that he would actually relate to the thirteen-year-old boy who just wants to dance? It's like Michael just wants to paint. He just wants to express himself. Yeah, I am curious. Uh, yeah, what that's like for Michael to drive. Also, okay. So the cop car that shows up, obviously, it come, it drives in and comes to a complete stop, and then Dorco. It's like, oh, well, there are the cops. I guess I'll let them in. And then they drive in and come to another complete stop. How did he set that up? How did how did they, he rig it to where these cops <laughs> come in and come to a stop twice? Time to take one of those leaps, my love. Uh-huh. I know, I know. There's a lot of, like, logic gaps. I mean, again, this is a movie. This happens always. And it's a horror movie, which you, I think you have to movie. take with a greater grain of salt. Uh, but I was just like, huh. What? How did that? Yeah, how did yeah. that work? Oh. I mean, it was a cool visual once he opened the door and the guys are all dead as fuck. Speaking of Dorco, 
Does I guess Karen and Allison? Karen was not that big of a fan of her husband, and Allison could care less about her dad. Yeah, they didn't react. Nobody's to that. like, "Where's dad? Where's yeah, my no. husband?" And they're just like, "He wasn't long for this world." Yeah, well, he's getting a little cremation at the end of it. You know, they're just gonna spread his ashes. Right, right. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, that guy was pretty lame. He's so pretty lame, he deserved it. Um, Karen got what she needed out of him. You know. He was balding. His best years were behind him. Yeah. He still seemed like he was in fairly decent shape, jokes. but you know he's he's gotten pretty corny. Now she can trade up to somebody younger, right? Right. Yeah. Good she jokes. Still got it. I mean, oh, Judy Greer looks it. better She's now than she it. has in her whole life. Uh-huh. She looks great. Yeah, so she, looks great. she can, yeah, she might even have a chance to have another child. Who knows? Oh, but no, those no. Maybe those days have passed. Well, uh, I don't know. With in vitro and technology, <laughs> medicine these days. Uh, I want to talk about the house. Uh, yes. Because yes, let's please. She rigged that house. Yes. Oh, shit, yeah. That was like some home alone shit. What I loved that she did, which is always something that I kind of think about when I'm thinking about horror movies that take place in houses, is that she had a mechanism where she would check a room yeah. and then she would like have this metal gate thing like oh, shut yeah. the room wow. so that no one could go in, no one could come out or whatever. And I really love that because in my, what I'm always thinking about horror movies is like, why do they leave that door open? Why do they leave yeah. that door open? Like they need to like check them and shut them. And like, but, but I love that she like went from room to room and she had this whole rig set up and she had like her underground cubby, which mm-hmm. that was great. I, I love the moment uh, that led up to, but um, where Karen uh, is talking to Lori, her mom and is like, I can't believe you have a cage down here. And they kind of just like leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And then it pays off later. Yeah. I love that too. I um I, I'm so glad they didn't do this, but I was sort of anticipating a laugh when the underground under the kitchen island, you know, the uh the hiding place. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a remote for it that then she just like left on the kitchen counter. Yeah. Uh, and then you can close it from the inside. So Michael was walking around. I was waiting for him. I was waiting for him to pick up the remote <laughs> and press it, and then it for to just slowly go. Right. And then be like, no, no. So I did. I did like that he like lifted Ad, it with his string. Adam, Adam, and I were talking about that because he kept getting pissed off because every time they would go downstairs, <laughs> they would leave the remote. And he was like, "Why are they leaving the remote?" I was mad at that and, too. I was like, "Take it with and you, when dummies." She's, when she's also closing all those gates and all the rooms, I'm like. Why? I know your whole purpose is to kill Michael Myers. Why are you checking the rooms, c- capture him in a room, and then just stick a gun through the hole and shoot him that way? Right. Like, why do we have to go check and potentially get murdered in each of these rooms and make sure they're clear before you close them? Close all those gates, have him trapped. He won't be able to do nothing. Real quick, too. Did we, is Lori a smoker? Lori, was Lori smoking cigs? In this I don't one? remember seeing her smoking. Okay. I, I was just so. thinking at the end when like every room is rigged to blow up, I was like, I think I'd be more scared to sleep in this house at night than I would be to have Michael. <laughs> one, one Virginia Slim. And poof, <laughs> the whole place is gone. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, there's the moment when she's in the room with all the mannequins. And I don't remember the fight specifically, but they have a bit of a tussle. And I just loved that I moment love that where they're too. like stabbing each other. Yeah. Like yeah. He throws her out of the window or whatever. Oh, the, uh, probably the moment where she's on the ground and then he looks away and then looks back oh, and so she's good. gone. Oh. That homage to the first one. Yes. One of my favorite things about this entire movie was that moment. I uh, love that. So I great. loved flipping that on its head and it's like, I'm the bad guy now, motherfucker. I thought yeah. that was awesome. Another, uh, this is from earlier in the movie, but another homage that I loved so much was um, 
Allison in the classroom staring out the window because mm-hmm. it was, you know, Lori staring out at the yeah. shape and then for Allison to stare out and it's Lori. Uh-huh. I thought that was sort of setting us up for that moment. That's like, you know what? The tables have turned and Lori is the one Michael needs to be afraid of. Which I yeah, think like awesome. the, the whole time, you know, like she keeps telling the audience, like, I'm the hunter. Like, yeah. I'm the one. I, I need him out now. here. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. going to kill him and everything. And, and, and yet throughout the movie, at least for me, like I still felt like, oh, Michael's going to like kill this person he's gonna get that person like like he always felt like the killer it wasn't until she was gone yeah. in that when she was thrown out the the balcony or whatever and we flipped back and she's gone i was like oh she's awesome. the one <laughs> she's she's wow. the killer like she's the one who's gonna like do this and and i loved how it all kind of like wrapped up with judy greer faking him out yeah where where he lifts oh that's what i was gonna say what i enjoyed about that him not using the remote uh-huh. is that the way I justified it was we've only seen Michael be like a, a, a brute strength and mm-hmm. and he's never really like done the easy thing. Yeah. Uh, as far as like using a remote True. or whatever, like he's never done that. And so I really appreciated that he wanted to yank the the island out of the floor to get to them. And, and like it was just another display of like how strong he is and like how crazy and maniacal and like goal oriented he is. Goal oriented, <laughs> yeah. And, we should uh, all learn a thing or yeah. two. Yeah, Don't which, let anything stop He could have put that energy somewhere else. <laughs> right? Who knows what he could have done? Which uh, leads us to the moment with Judy Greer where she's like Help. faking him out. She's like, I can't do it, mom. She's pointing the gun up the stairs. She's like, I can't do it. And then he like shows up and she's like, Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. bitch. <laughs> and so she good. shoots him. So fucking that good. Yeah, so and good. I think Judy um, owes her mother an apology. <laughs> she sure does. Uh, we did not get that postscript scene. You know scene. what, Karen? Uh, you've been a real cunt to your mother uh, uh, for all of these years. I get it. Childhood was tough. But you know what? You are a very <laughs> capable woman. And the time did come when yeah, you needed yeah. it. And you knew yeah. what to and do. Had that, had she not put you through all that as a child, you'd be dead as fuck right now. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed, I, I, it may not have been a true homage, but the very last shot of them in the back of that like chicken coop truck or whatever mm-hmm. uh, was very reminiscent to the end of uh, the uh, the very first Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, where Sally yeah. completely covered in blood. I mean, she's like laughing and she's basically half insane herself mm-hmm. driving away from that house. I but that. um I just felt like that felt like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre moment. Okay. Minus, of course, Leatherface in the sunset, one Dancing. of my favorite shots in all of cinema is Leatherface <laughs> spinning around with his uh, his suit on. And, yeah. Um, I will, uh, guys, I have something that just blows everything up. What's that? I don't know that it blows everything up, but you know how the whole thing is like, we got to get Karen, we got to get Allison in the house, the safest place for us. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> if Michael's coming to your house and you know it, why don't you give Karen and Allison the keys to a Toyota Tercel <laughs> and book it two states over and perhaps put their dad in the car with them? Right. Maybe uh, the safest yeah. place for you is isn't, nowhere near here. Isn't this house at all? That's kind of what I thought too. I was like, why don't you guys just go, yeah, why? stay at a Holiday Inn two towns over? Why are the cops trying to find your granddaughter? To take you to the house <laughs> where Michael is coming. Uh, Why not get her to the police station? <laughs> because we've seen, we've seen what he could do at a police station. But have we seen what we he could do in, in this in version? Florida. We have, have we seen what he could do in Toronto? Right, you know? right. Yeah, get that's him a good out point. of there. Um, uh, I, I guess we're getting to the ending of this film now. Uh <laughs> 
I, I did love the moment where the three of them were fighting Michael love. together and the granddaughter takes the knife and starts like slashing at his hands and stuff. And I I, I can see how a lot of people may think that this was a silly ending, the way the la- final shot of it or whatever. But I really liked it because at the, the final shot, they're in the back of this truck and they like pan down to the granddaughter's mm-hmm. Vicky's. Not Vicky, uh, Allison. 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 Allison's hand, and she's still holding the the knife, yeah. which harkens back to what the the professor or the the doctor was saying, which is like people take trauma differently. Like everyone takes it in a dip- in their own way or whatever. And I kind of like I don't want a sequel out yeah. of this, but I kind of like that she may have gone crazy from yeah. this experience. Yeah. No, here's the thing, Richard. This so. shit's about to make like eighty million dollars yeah. this weekend. It's sequel. about to be Venom's record that it just made. There's gonna be a sequel. Which you, John, John and I had a discussion about this, and I was like, "It's gonna be huge," and he was like, "It's not gonna beat Venom," and I was like, "It's gonna beat Venom." Yeah, no, I thought it was gonna like not just barely not beat Venom. I, I wasn't doubtful that it was gonna be a huge success. I mean, like, Basically, I looked it I up. Win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they made the movie for ten million dollars, and I feel like that's a testament to spending less money on movies because I thought the movie looked fantastic. It did. It, did. it looked really good. Uh, it looked and so I thought it looked amazing. I'm sure Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna get some hella back end on this she's probably got like points on this or something because she probably took like a huge pay cut for it or something but uh anyway yeah i just feel like that is a movie that was cheap to produce it's gonna make a shitload of money i'm pretty sure we're gonna get more and i and i mean like honestly if they do finally like pass it on to somebody other than michael i'd be into that i'd be into a a, a girl Serial killer, yeah. for one thing. We never, have we ever had that? Except for Bride of Chucky? Uh, we did in Scream 4. <laughs> that's right. Oh, and I never I mean, saw Scream, Scream 4. Scream 2, Laurie Metcalf. Is yeah, right. she was. Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but she didn't start it. But, but I, yeah, mostly so, Timothy Oliphant. Mostly <laughs> uh, To Richard's point, though, I love, like, you're t- you're totally right, like, the PTSD and be- it being played in different ways. Like, I love the idea of Allison becoming a psychopath because of what she experienced, uh-huh. you know, through this. I think that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. That would be worth worth a watch. Yeah, also, I'd say guys, that. Also, guys, <laughs> Michael survived the blast. He just did. Yeah, he I mean, they cut does. to that shot where it was did. the same shot of where he was standing, and then he wasn't there and anymore. And he wasn't there, yeah. And did you wait till the end of the credits? Yeah. Where you uh, heard his which breathing? I thought, I thought it was going to be like an actual end credits scene, but it's just an end credits moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, I feel like they have that a lot now, where it's like a, just a sound effect at the end that mm. makes you like, ooh, maybe he's still out yeah, there. And so the whole thing ends with just him breathing in the mask. Yeah. 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 Which is cool and creepy way to, especially when the theater's empty uh-huh. and it's just like us left yeah. in there and it's like, mm, that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> this darkened theater with just that sound playing. Uh, and also just so great, speaking of sound, just to hear like John Carpenter yeah. score again. Oh yeah, did you notice he was one of the one of the composers? Yeah. Him, I yeah. guess his son or yeah. grandson, I don't know. And then one cool. other person, Ooh. yeah. Also, did we notice, I know you noticed, John, that the original Michael Myers, The Shape, got to reprise. Yeah, I believe his name is Nick Castle. That's right. Um, Nick Castle and one other gentleman played the yeah, role he got of to, Michael Yeah, he got to be, uh, I, I assume maybe the other gentleman may have been like the main Michael, like when yeah. he's out of the mask and stuff. Uh, or maybe not, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe but that I, was I Nick. saw, you know, the famous behind the scenes photo of, of from the first Halloween where He's got the mask kind of propped yes. up on the top of his head, and he's got the can of soda up to the yeah. mouth of the mask. I love they those. recreated that photo in 2017 or whenever they were shooting it, or 2018. Uh, it's really fun. You should look it up. But it's oh. like the exact same photo with him like putting Dr. Pepper into the mouth of the <laughs> mask. Love it. I love That's that great. shit so much. Um, so what was your guys' favorite kill in the movie? Oh, oh favorite kill. 
I I would again say because it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. It was the reporter. Yeah, in the bathroom. It just made me so Not the guy, though. Yeah. No, not the guy. It was her specifically because of the way it led up to that moment, him killing the other guy first and her still trying to like struggle and like grab yeah. the crowbar. She did nothing with it. Yeah. It, that was just so uncomfortable for yeah. me. That was great. I just love a foot to a face. I feel like that <laughs> oh, was... Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, that was great. That was like the goriest kill. But you know what? I think that uh, to your point, John, about not watching all of the others and we saw all of those gory dead bodies, mm-hmm. it was sort of fun to see this. Discover what kill. he had done. Yeah, to, just, to see it. So I think the foot to the face. And plus, you know, uh, broke Loomis was just annoying the shit yeah, out. Yeah, I was I was glad <laughs> to see him go. He needed a foot to the face. Gore wise, that's definitely my favorite. I The one in the kitchen, oddly, the one that we is completely off camera and we just sort of like hear the sounds of struggle and see the table moving and see like the chair fall over. I really like that. But I think uh, in terms of like staging, Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Gad's death was really fun with the, (laughs) with the automatic light turning off and on. And every time it went off, Mike would be a little bit closer. That was like, I remember watching that in the theater being like, good job guys. Good Good job guys. And it was like, it was just a, a extra tense and like his actual death and being like, stuck onto the the pike of the fence or whatever was was whatever the ultimate death of it was whatever but leading up to it and mm, seeing michael great. standing there and the lights kept going out and coming back on and he'd be closer was really cool i, I will say t- to add one um one ten sequence that i did really love was uh the unnamed woman who's on the phone uh getting warned that something's going on and yeah. they'll lock your doors and then to see Michael Shadow walk past and then to see her lock the door and like lower the windows, but it's two ladies already in there. He's house. already in the I, house. I was great. gonna say that was like my probably second favorite death, like just seeing the knife go straight through her yeah. neck. That was great. Uh, that was great. he like banged her head on yeah. the on the whatever he that was. was. He was all Why? about banging people's heads on things. He yeah. even did it to oh, Lori at one point. I, I got so frightened for Lori when oh, yeah. he stuck his head and he was banging her head yeah. against the I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. No. I was about I thought it was about to flip and it was about to be Judy Greer yeah. picking up where like obviously that is ultimately where it went. But yeah, I was like, oh fuck. I mean, I was also like, Lori. Michael's out there. Don't stand right next to a uh-huh. fucking window. Yeah. That's just, you, <laughs> In a house you're better than this that girl. Is a trap. Why do you have three? Why do you have perfect, uh, perfect a- openings for hands? Windows, yeah. Why do you have two <laughs> arm-sized windows right at your face? Uh-huh. I, I think it would have been cool being that she had that shotgun or whatever and shot it and blew half of his hand off. It would have been neat if they would have done something with the sound though, where like her ears were ringing yeah. and like that way. Like we have that ringing sound going through while yeah. she's going through the house and she can't see. It's just based on her visuals and we don't know where Michael is and maybe we see him <laughs> move by, but she can't hear him. That would have yeah. been cool. You I need will, to talk to the director. I know. David Gordon Green, give me a call. I got ideas <laughs> I will, for the next one. I will say um, the character of Michael Myers. I don't know that I've ever seen a character with a stronger will to live with the exception of um, 127 hours. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's been, he's already been through so much he had his hand blown off mm-hmm. he was he shot hit, in the eye he got hit by a car don't he forget was about hit that by a car. going very fast he and yet his will to survive he got shot in the eyeball he got stabbed and he probably survived yeah. getting burned I, alive i threw my back out last year and i all but gave up <laughs> <laughs> so. that was a very sad moment but good for me because i got to see the bodyguard oh yeah <laughs> 
The bodyguard live at Pantages uh-huh. was probably Again, a high like, point in your life. Take my ticket to the bodyguard. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to have my last meal at My question home. is, why didn't I go with you to see the bodyguard? I don't know. Did you go by yourself? or did No, you go I with... took a friend. Oh, man, I should have gone. It was like super it. last minute. Someone... I was like, you're coming with me. He was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> someone had to give me a sponge I should have invited you. I'm so I sorry. No, that's okay. That's I'm just, it just bad. occurred to me. I was like, what? I mean, I guess I shouldn't have left Lindsay on the couch by herself. I, c- I could have died. And yeah, I'm pretty sure you were using a broomstick as a... I was. I was my improvised walking cane for Yeah, John twisted the... <laughs> I had a broomstick to help me use the toilet. Yep, yep. It's beautiful. Uh, I believe that, that was the class. night that we uh, we we grub-hubbed uh, Magpie's ice cream. It was a real low. So it was, it was worth it. Well, it was going to be my last worth. meal. That's not a low... That is a definite high. Oh, that's a, that keeps it from being that keeps it from being rock bottom. magpies. Oh, yeah. hell yeah! Cream. For those who don't know, it's ice cream. Uh, it's it's uh, they, the best soft serve ice cream you will ever have in your life. Uh, Delicious. Let's get it from now. I bet Michael Myers even would love some magpies ice cream. Maybe he that's might. what the tag is, is that he did all of this because Lori had like a punch card for a free magpies. <laughs> he needed mm-hmm. that punch card. He needed it. He needed it. Uh, yeah, I guess we could wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say my final thoughts. I loved that. Um, I loved the whole movie. I, yes, there were silly parts in it that were like, could have been left out. But overall, I really loved it. I loved how uh, Judy and and Jamie were I, they just felt so empowered. And like, even though they were scared for their lives, I just love their badass moments and stuff. And I really like that there was the whole, like they're, they're surviving for each other, for their confrontation. And, and that was to me, good enough of a reason for us to have an H4O. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I wish. So, yeah. Why couldn't they have called it that? What about you guys? Final thoughts? You know, I, my final thought, honestly, having a chance to talk about it with you guys, I think I liked it more. I, that's I like what it. I was thinking this whole time. I was like, you know what? I think I like this movie more than I'm giving it credit yeah, for. Yeah, I like it more now, sort of revisiting it, than maybe when I first uh, watched it. I'm, I'm that, like, really like is leaning towards a love, Richard. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. No, I think that they did some really smart things to give this a reason for the season you know mm-hmm. and uh jamie was amazing the three generations of strode woman kicking ass was mm-hmm. great the kills were fun um you know michael doesn't let a thing like age get him down no, he and, doesn't. you know which is good that's inspiring well. to me as a man who's getting older <laughs> yeah, um, getting up there in the years in my now late 30s uh yeah sigh yeah no it's really inspirational tale for me no, um, Richard, i think you i think you flipped me yes. i mean it wasn't hard like, i did not last when i saw it i certainly was not like oh i was like fun you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I just wasn't like rushing to see it again. But now I'm like, I don't know, man. We've got AMC A list. Maybe yeah, we can we can go see that shit again. Yeah, so Please I sponsor think, us, Richard. You flipped. I think you got a, <laughs> I think you got a love on your hands. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm like I would need to see it again before I like really commit to loving something. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, I really I think talking about it and kind of your your enlightening viewpoints on a few things really uh yeah really swayed me yeah. I gotta say uh, um, I basically marathoned the entire series minus resurrection because yay. that's a load of crap yeah but um, yeah. and that's I, also I, where I, they kill Laurie Strode in 10 minutes yeah so, fuck that. but I, I marathoned the whole thing and so there are definite highs and lows of that series yeah Paul Rudd being an interesting one of them I know uh, that movie is bonkers by the way <laughs> I love it for how it's insane so it is so bonkers uh, did you watch part 3 by the way when you I did, I okay, did. Good. Uh, I saw that one last year I actually think. I haven't never seen that one so really? it's interesting yeah. If you want to see it, I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Um, cool. So 
yeah so it's so, so watching this one be as good as it was and like the opening credits being an homage to the original and love. stuff like the, the pumpkin and everything yeah. so good like i so loved much. it it just like put you right there i did i did describe this i was asked at work the next day what i thought about it and i described this as a love letter to the first halloween which yeah. is what i think it is yeah. so i think i don't think they really tried to like reinvent the wheel here i Mm-mm. think it was just like made by people who really loved it and yeah. were sort of writing their love letter to yeah. it yeah I, I agree. Yay. Yay. Well, uh, I guess that's it. That's our final thoughts. I definitely recommend for any Halloween fan to go see this movie. Yeah. I think any Halloween fan will really like it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys for being on my show. Thanks for Thank having us. We, we talked a long time, but it was it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you guys want to uh, plug or anything? Before we go, well, definitely watch the the chilling adventures of yes, Sabrina yes, yes. dropping on Netflix at the Witching Hour midnight on October twenty sixth. Yeah, uh, you can find me and my not tweets at <laughs> at the underscore John underscore Bring. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're always uh, we're always ones to plug our comic Penguins versus Possums sure. that we wrote together with our bro in life uh, Sebastian Kadlecik. Yeah, so check out Penguins vs. Possums. Uh, that's at PVP Comic on Twitter if you want to check us out. Uh, just buy the buy the fucking thing. Yeah. It's, it's great. Oh, that's a sweet plug. Just, just, yeah, just buy it. I'm not even going like, to give you the pitch. It's and called Penguins vs. Possums. You're either in or you're out. <laughs> we'd, like, we'd like to plug Richard Cardenas. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. He's a sweet fella. He's a sweet oh, fellow. He's one of my favorite and people. And he's so Stop much fun it. to talk with Stop and podcast it. with. <laughs> Subscribe. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, those were the Brings. That was the Brings. These was the Brings. I love me the Brings. Um, that was Halloween 2018 H40. If you all have seen it or some of you have seen it, if you've seen it, um, drop drop me some some comments and and you know hit me up on Twitter, let Richard C. Tell me what you guys thought about it or Facebook or Instagram, whatever, if you want to drop into my um DMs. Is that what the kids say these days? Um <laughs> let me know what you guys thought about it. You guys, you girls, you you people, uh let me know what you all thought about it because I loved it. I don't know if you <laughs> could could tell from my review of it, but uh I loved this movie. Um Halloween is one of my f- most favorite franchises, um, minus the 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 sad thing that is part eight. <laughs> um, Halloween Resurrection is, ooh. but anyway, some of them are pretty bad. But but I love them anyway, except for that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me know what you guys thought if you've seen it. Um, uh, any any gripes about anything I that you hated, anything that you loved? Uh, I love talking horror movies, so if you want to drop me a line, please let me know that. You can always email me at interviewanerd at... Wait, no, that's wrong. Lera- <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm so bad at this. I should always have notes, and I never do. Um, you can email me at richard at awkwardhuman.com. That's A-W-K-W-A-R-D. H-U-M-A-N.com. Um, that is the email that I use for all the podcasting stuff. Um, so yeah, send me an email there if you want to uh, have a little discussion. If you want me to read anything aloud on the show, your thoughts or anything like that, I'd be more than happy to. You can always tweet me. Um, as I said earlier, find me on Facebook or find me on um, Instagram. Everything at Le Richard C. Uh, let's talk about the movie. I loved it so much. 
Uh, do you guys want a, a, a sequel out of this movie? Like I mentioned, I don't necessarily want one. I will take one um, because I don't care. Like, I don't care what they do to it. I'll watch it. And if I don't like it, I won't like it. And who cares? I still got this one. And I loved it. So it'll always be there for me to enjoy. Um, recommendations for this week. What am I going to recommend to you? There are... Uh, two movies that I will recommend. The first one is A Star is Born and everyone has been talking about it. If you're in the LGBTQ community, people have been talking about it. And if you're not, you should go see it. It is quite an experience. Um, I did not expect myself. I almost made it through the film without crying. And it wasn't until the very end uh, that they did something that I thought was beautiful and uh, surprising and heartbreaking that that got me it just got me right at the very very end um so yeah and I cry like a baby so that's that's one that I recommend the other one that I'm gonna recommend is hmm let's see what have I seen oh oh uh uh bad times at the El Royale that one was a it was a was a nice surprise to me. I know some people didn't like it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it 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 felt different to me. It, hmm. I compared it to uh, Pulp Fiction, but it's not like Pulp Fiction at all. But uh, it kind of gave me the same vibes as far as the way they told the story and everything like that. It was it was I liked it. Uh, I liked the story. I liked um, how each individual story had very uh, serious. Um, emotional stuff going on with them. Um, there was one that was about trauma uh, and um, how there were two sisters experiencing trauma and how they each uh, 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 grew from it differently or came out of, sorry, came out of the trauma differently. Um, and it was interesting to see, and I and I really fell for the characters uh, in this movie, like I did with Halloween. <laughs> I thought they did some good character work on 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 this movie. So those are my two recommendations. Go check those out if you are at all interested in it, in them. Um, and that's gonna be it for me for this week. Uh, I'm excited about the next episode I'm gonna drop. I won't say what it is. Um, because I don't know when it's going to arrive, but uh, but I am excited for it. It's a topic that I I love. It's a show. It's going to be a show, an animated show that I love dearly. And I finally found someone to talk to about it. Uh, and we're going to be doing that on here. So I'm excited for that. And that is it for me this episode. Um, yeah. So uh, uh do me a favor, go on iTunes if you have iTunes and, and rate the show. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I know that I get, I listen to a ton of podcasts and they're always like, leave us a rating. And I'm always like, eh, and I don't do it. Don't be me. <laughs> go on my show and rate it, please. Um, if you enjoy the show, if you don't, uh, I'm sorry. What, 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 what would you like for me to do better? Um, I am taking suggestions. I am not a proud person. <laughs> I, I will adjust. Um, uh, if, if it's good for me. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, everyone have a beautiful rest of October. Be kind to one another. Uh, go out and vote. Vote, vote, vote. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Goodbye.